morning. It is Carolyn here this morning, and I'm doing a solo episode this morning. So cue the knees shaking and the sweaty armpits. <laughs> but I know that I'm going to have a lot to say about this topic that we're talking about today because it's one that I am very passionate about. And that is how to make your farm website work for you. Or if you don't have a farm, your business website, or if you have an equine business, a website for that. So basically how to make your website actually do some work. Hi, this is Shelby. And Carolyn. We are two Canadian prairie ladies, raising babies, riding horses, and living the country life. We are on a journey to find health and wealth while building our ranches, and we want to share the journey with you. In this podcast, you can expect to hear us share our own experiences, as well as interview other inspiring humans. We'll cover topics such as human health, horse health, barrel racing, building a ranch, and so much more. We are ready to dig into the tough conversations like mental health, motherhood, farming challenges, finances, you name it. You will walk away from this podcast with tips, tricks, and strategies that will have you finding more joy and peace in your journey. We know there's a lot of juggling that goes into this lifestyle because we are living it. And as a nurse myself and Carolyn with a master's in animal science, we have a lot to bring to the conversation. So grab your coffee to go, throw on your messy bun and muck boots. Let's head to the barn and chat because we have business to take care of and we're sure you do too. Welcome to the Ride Like a Mother podcast. So why are we talking about websites on this podcast? It's called Ride Like a Mother. Well, I know that many of you, well, you're all moms or riders or ranchers or farmers or business owners or all of the above. And many of you probably desire to have a flexible schedule, take your work on your roads so that you can earn money while you're going to competitions, or maybe you want to stay at home with your kids and on the farm and you want to have a little bit of a supplemental income. Um, or maybe you want to make a really big, uh, make a impact and wealth with your farm. And one of the great ways to do that and a great tool to use is your website. That is why we are talking about websites today. Okay, so you might be asking like, why you, Carolyn? Why are you talking on this subject? Well, first of all, I build websites for clients and I love working with farmers and ranchers and horseback riders, anyone in equine biz. That's where my true passion lies. And throughout my career, I have worked in many different avenues. I'm a self-taught web designer and marketing person, but I've come to that conclusion over many years and many different avenues of life. So I've worked doing marketing and computer work for an RV park, for a construction company, for Manitoba beef producers. I took my master's in animal science, which was a heck of a lot of um, computer work and writing. And I learned over the course of all this time that I really love telling people stories, writing for them, um, creating content and making beautiful graphics and, and just speaking to people and communicating and connecting people. That is what I really love and I'm passionate about. So that's what got me into building websites. And now I've had some clients and I've learned a few things along the way. And I want to share those with those things with you today. So let's get into it. 
this episode, top five questions you should ask yourself when you want to build a website, or maybe you have a website already and you want to learn how to improve it, how to expand and elevate its usefulness. The first question, do you need a website? <laughs> I bet you weren't thinking I was going to ask that, or maybe you were and you're like psychic or something. Who knows? What's the purpose of a website? Well, to me, the purpose of your website is to be a hub online for all your business activities and everything, all the services and products that you offer people. So let's say if you have an Instagram account, if you have a Facebook account, if you have a, um, if you're creating content online that answers people's questions like a podcast or a YouTube video, or you just share a lot of resources with people over and over again, a website is a great thing for you to do to connect all of those places into one. Um, I like to think about it like, like a hub, like a hub on a wheel and all the spokes go out to all the different places that you could be putting information online. So let's pretend that we are our customers and let's use the example of a stallion owner and horse breeder. So they want to sell their genetics. They want to, and we do this too. So it's a very easy example for me to talk about. So you want to sell your genetics. You want to connect people with your stallions and, and show them the information about your stallions. And you want to show them what your other horses have done. So those horses that you've sold in the past, what they've accomplished. So you start with your Instagram, your Facebook, and you're putting out posts about your horses and, and that's all going great. You have some connections online, but say you're your customer and you go onto Instagram or Facebook and you click on their page. Okay. So you, what you see is some posts about a stud, some posts about a horse that they sold, but you really want to know, okay, well, what what are all the studs they have on offer? Because I'm interested in this person and I want to know, you know, what are my options here? Uh, what do they all do? What kind of services do they provide? So you scroll Facebook for a while and you find like one stud and sort of haphazard information about that stud. You know that he was very energetic in spring, but do you know what his pedigree is? Maybe not, right? Okay, this is where your website comes in. It is the holistic view of your business and your operations. It connects all the different parts. It gives an overall picture and its purpose is to create steps for that customer to take the next action. What is the next action? Well, in that specific example about a horse breeder, you probably want them to call you and say, hey, I see that you have this stud. Is he like, is he available for breeding this summer? I have a mare or maybe they're shopping for a horse, but you want them to call you or to take some sort of action on your website. The question was, do you need a website? Well, in that case, I would say, yes. Do you have a product or service that you're selling? If yes, you may need a website. Uh, do you have a bunch of different social media channels and nothing to connect them? You probably need a website. Um, do you want people to be able to find you from anywhere in the world? Probably need a website. Um, do you, well, that's all I got for now. So, <laughs> but basically your website 
should be your business storefront online, your hub and your connection to all the places that you give resources and have information about your business online. Okay, so let's say that yes, you've checked those boxes and you say yes, I need a website. Okay, so how will people find your website? This is huge. This is the whole point of a website is for people to be able to find it. Some pointers that I would give is that your website should be connected to all of your social media channels. Everywhere where you're online needs to somehow feed into your website. And if you have, um, say, resources that you provide that could be provided online, this would be a good place to put them. Okay, so let's go back to the example of a stallion breeder. Maybe um, they want to share information about their genetics and their bloodlines. Say they have a really, they have a close-up breeding to a really um, hot stallion that's really <laughs> everybody wants right now. Okay, well then you should have some information on your website about that stallion, something that's searchable that people, okay, let's say I am a mare owner and I wanna find a stud to breed to. Well, I kind of heard about this stud and I think it's really, everybody's talking about this stud right now. So I'm gonna Google it. Who even has some of these genetics? I'm gonna Google it. Okay, so stallions with, Da, 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 breeding. What's going to pop up when they search that online? It could be you, an article on this great stud and its uh, attributes and whatever information about that stud. <laughs> and if they do search for it and you show up, they're likely to jump on your website, see that you have some um, genetics that they're looking for, and then your website will say, hey, if you want to take the next step, contact us or email us or phone us or whatever it might be. So that would be one way that people would find your site. So what I call that is long-term searchable, valuable information online, resources that people can find when they Google. So maybe, uh, maybe <clears throat> you Google questions that people might ask that have to do with your business and you answer them on your website as a blog post, as a video on YouTube, as a podcast episode, whatever you do, that would be a great way for people to find your website. Another way of course is social media. So they could find you on Instagram. They could find you on Facebook, but that is a really important question to ask yourself as you're deciding how and where and what you want your website to look like is how will people actually find your site? Pretend you're your customer and go through the process of how do I access this website? Why would I want to find this website if I was my customer? Next question. What do you need your website to do? Okay, there are so many things that a website can do. You could have a forum, like a place where people ask questions. You could have a blog, so long that long form searchable content. You could have a, maybe you plan events and you wanna have an event calendar on there where people can book online. 
Maybe you sell an actual product and you need to sell those physical products online. Maybe you have an online product. Maybe you teach a course. Maybe you have, maybe you teach uh, riders how to have a better mindset like Michelle Davy does. We had her on one of our other episodes. She has a website for that reason as well, to connect people to her program. So that's a big question. What do you need your website to do? And that will tie into where you go on what platforms you're looking for. For example, if you have physical products that you want to sell online, then you're probably going to want to go with a program like Shopify or Wix or Squarespace or something that's easy to use and really integrated with all of the um, payment forms can track your customers and your inventory. So Shopify is probably the number one for a store. What if you want to host a blog and you want it to be really easy and user-friendly for you to go in and enter your information and put those resources in? Then you probably want to go with one of those um, really user-friendly sites that takes care of everything for you, like Wix or Squarespace. Maybe you are super creative and you want to have a website that looks beautiful. You want to have, be able to put every square and every, um, every picture exactly where you want it. Well, then you're going to want to go with a site more like show it, um, where you can design every aspect of your website. Great for very creative people. This is the one that I am currently working on with my website. Okay. So what you want your website to actually do is going to determine what software you're going to use for it. It's going to determine um, how you interact with your website. And that's super important because having up-to-date information, having um, active websites is how you get found on search engines. It's how Google knows that you're um, a great resource that they can go to and answer the questions. So basically, if you're using your website, your customers will use it more likely too. <laughs> okay, next question. What action do you want your customer to take? So this is almost, in my opinion, the most important question. What outcome do you actually want to have? Do you want to build a community where people are talking and engaging to each other? Do you want them to contact you to find out more information? Do you want them to phone you? Do you want them to email you? Do you want them to purchase online? Do you want them to sign up for something? Maybe you want them to sign up for an email list so you can get in touch with them in the future. Whatever that might be, there needs to be an action for your customer to take on every page. Multiple, if there is, if there's a piece of information on your website, there should also be a call to action on that piece of information. Say you have a block of text that is explaining about your podcast, for example. On that block of text explaining about your podcast, you should have a link to that podcast where they can go and watch an episode. Explain about an episode and say why they should check it out, why it's useful to them. Uh, if you have a shop, you need to be linking to those pages that have the products for sale. If you have, if say we use that example of a horse breeder and you want them to call you and ask you about your genetics, you need to have your phone number really, really prevalent in multiple places on your website. So important because you know what? People don't spend a lot of time on websites. 
if they jump on a website and it doesn't load very fast or it doesn't have, if they just really want to get a hold of you and there's not a button to click that says, hey, call me, <laughs> then they're probably going to go somewhere else. They're going to find the next the next business that offers that service where they can get a phone number and call them. So yeah, very important that you know what you, action you want your customer to take and you make it super clear and easy for them because customers cannot read our minds. <laughs> so if you want somebody to phone, you have to say, hey, invite them to phone you, offer them that option and, and make it very clear. Okay. So we covered that. What action do you actually want your customer to take? Super important question. Moving on. What, the next question is, what is your vibe? What do you want your customers to feel when they get on your website? I personally am so like kind of let down when I get on a website of somebody that I think is so cool and it doesn't represent their feeling, their vibe. Maybe they're super enthusiastic on Instagram and they've got crazy clothes and they're like, you know, jumping around, but their website is bland. Well, that is just, it's just sad. And I'm probably not going to spend as much time on that website as one where that person represents themselves really well, where there's pictures of them jumping off of bales or tractors or whatever, a little dance. It's so easy to add short videos, um, cool pictures, and this doesn't have to be hard. Uh, you don't have to have a professional photographer to make your website represent you well. Although that is nice if you want to hire a professional photographer once or twice or all the time on a regular basis, that's awesome. But you don't necessarily need to. I mean, there's so much you can do with the timer on your camera and or on your phone and um, and just being a little bit creative, thinking about it ahead of time and making sure that you're, you have good lighting. The question was, what is your vibe? What do you want your customers to feel when they get on your website? So this is your branding aspect. I would suggest you, you're probably going to need a logo. So if you have a business, you, you probably have a logo already, but if not, if you're just starting out, getting a logo is great. I think that's the first step in branding. And then from there, you choose your colors and your fonts and you base them on your logo and expand from there. What I would suggest is no more than three main colors for your website and three main fonts. And what's really nice is if you pick 30 or so of your favorite pictures and you get a filter and you put that same filter on all the pictures, it doesn't have to be like a really, really harsh filter, but just so that they have the same kind of lighting and tone um, that makes it look a little bit more professional and cohesive. So you have the filters, you have your photos, they're cohesive, you have your three main colors and your three main fonts. Try to keep to those three main colors and those three main fonts for almost everything. You, by the time you get to the end of building your website, mega bored of those fonts and those colors, but somebody going onto your website for the first time is going to see that it's coherent, that it has a style and a branding, and it's going to look professional that way. So all of those things are part of your vibe. Uh, if you want to get even more in depth, add a little video of yourself talking. People 
connect to seeing your face, your voice, your, uh, and getting a feel for who you are. Okay. So that is one way to really elevate your website is to give it your vibe, your feel, your branding. Next step. How will you keep your website active and fresh? Okay. So we touched on this a bit, but it's really important. If you want to have a website where people find it, where people are interacting with it, where they're taking action and they're really utilizing it, you're going to want to have some information that you update on a regular basis. Maybe it's just um, you answer one short question, 500 words once a week, once a month even but something so that your website keeps building, that your resources on your website keep growing and expanding, and there's something new for Google to find. And it, it doesn't, it really, really doesn't have to be that strenuous. Say you're writing a post. Okay, so you're thinking about writing an Instagram post because somebody asked you a question and so you want to write an Instagram post so that you can answer it for more than one person. I would suggest putting it on your website first. People often think that you have to have very long form information on your website, but a 500 word answer or less even to a question that you get asked a lot is going to be so valuable for your website. And then what you can do is use it from there. Copy it out of your website. Use your website as your hub, as your first place, as your reference point, and everything else comes out of that website. This is going to make your website the most useful. The worst thing ever is if you put a whole bunch of effort into building a beautiful website and then nobody can find it or see it, or um, you're not getting any new people out of it. I mean, Ideally, if you build a website, you want people to that you've never met before to be able to search for things and land on your website. That's how you build your network. And that's how your website can work for you is to attract people to you um, as opposed to you having to go out and uh, contact each of these people individually. And you don't know if they actually are interested in what you got. When people are searching for what you have on your website, they are interested in what you have. That is magic. That's magic. <laughs> One of the other great ways to keep your website active and fresh is to share it. Okay, so we talked about how your people find you on the internet and come to your website. But the other thing that is really great is if you can use your website and share it. Put links in your Instagram posts. Ask people to visit your website. Share the posts that you put on there on Facebook, the actual links. Bring people to your website because that's your hub. That's where you want them to land. That's where your place is on the internet. Facebook is not your place. That somebody else controls the algorithm. They control how it shows up, how it's viewed. But your website, you control how that looks. You control the experience that people have when they land on your site. It can be the first um, experience they have with you. And oftentimes it is the first experience they have with your business, how you interact with them on your website can be a great representation of how you will interact with them in person. 
So sharing links to all your pages, utilizing the resources that you share on your website is so important. And it really doesn't add that much more work. In fact, I feel like it actually makes my job easier because I can write one thing and utilize it in more than one location. You know, take snippets of that out and put it on Instagram or take pieces of say one of my podcast episodes and use it as an Instagram reel, whatever that may be. I'm just starting out in the podcast world, but so far I'm finding it really fascinating and exciting. Highly recommend. That's my top tips for how to keep your website active and fresh. So let's recap. What are the five questions you should ask yourself when you're starting a website or if you have a website and you want to make it more active and engaging? First of all, do you need a website? What is the purpose of your website? How will people find your site? What do you need your website to actually do? What action do you want your customers to take? What's your vibe? What do you want your customers to feel when they land on your page? And how will you keep your website active and fresh? To me, if you can answer all of those questions, you are well on your way to having a really active, engaging, and beautiful website that represents your brand well and grows your business and works for you to grow your business. Obviously, I'm pretty passionate about the subject and I really love building websites for farmers and ranchers and riders. If say you have a website and you wanna get some tips and strategies and stuff, stay tuned to this podcast. There will be more episodes on it in the future. If you're brand new and you want to build a website for your business, I work with clients and build websites. So you can contact me as well, or jump on my website, which I just newly branded and (laughs) put out into the world. So it's very fresh. Reach out if you have any questions or if you have other uh, topic ideas that we should talk about. And of course, you can always find us on everywhere podcasts are, our Instagram and our Facebook, Ride Like a Mother. Thank you for joining in here today on the Ride Like a Mother podcast. Have a great day and see you at the next next jackpot.